Hello out there, my friends. It is I, Hondo Onaka. Now you know what to do. You must tune in to my favorite podcast, The Five-ish Fangirls. Otherwise, there could be consequences. The tangents as we continue all the way to episode 422 of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. And I am staring at a tunnel and there's a light and I really hope that's not a train. Um, I'm so neck deep into con crunch. It's not even funny. (laughs) (sighs) So to save some of my sanity... We're going to go pull some names from a hat so that I had to do no research ahead of time whatsoever. <laughs> Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. So glad you joined us. Let's start off like we do every week with a virtual table and see who's joined us this week. This is Brittany Bobadil. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello everyone. Hello. Hello. Oy, 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 oy. Anyway, we'll get yeah. to we'll 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 get to all the, the fun stuff here eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> it's all fun. What am I talking about? Right. Um so yeah, news, 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 news. So uh the uh the uh, the fandom gods have blessed us because we've got our trailer for good open season. Yeah. <laughs> not much longer, not much longer, not much oh longer. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> and I'm going to try to squeeze in a season one rewatch before then. <laughs> I hope to fit in a rewatch and a reread. Ooh, that's <laughs> Honestly. Good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> so we will see um which happens right maybe both uh maybe i'll do both at the same time who knows uh, yeah but anyway it fun. doesn't i mean at the end of the day it does it it really doesn't matter because it's like they just uh it's very obviously that they just all slipped right back into into those roles like no time lost. like a yeah like a good favorite pair of shoes like yes. you know even though it's been several years it's like you know michael sheen is just amazing as xerophel david Tennant is amazing as crowley though so we got john ham back is gabriel who <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the season one, it was impending Armageddon with the Antichrist. Yep. So technically, uh-huh. hell was going to break loose, but yep. apparently this time heaven is going to break loose. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, help us all! Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Uh-huh. Oh, but oh yeah, it's just like oh. hello, friends. World War Two. Yeah. <laughs> Like hello, friends. I missed you all. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so happy. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Uh. 
So thank you, Amazon. Thank you, No Gaiman. And yes. Everyone else. And thank yeah. you, Hillywood, for doing the spoof beforehand to get us even more pumped. Mm hmm. Yeah. Good times. Good times. And now here it is. We're almost halfway through June. So July 28th is going to be here before we know it. <laughs> so, and I am here for it. So, I was probably not thinking of taking that day off. Yeah. Might <laughs> <laughs> be too. Can you imagine? Yeah. I'm <coughs> I need to see a doctor. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So um and then uh I forgot to put this in the notes, but I will put it. But we have got a proper uh release date for Ahsoka. Marking stuff on the calendar. So Ahsoka is going to be dropping on Disney Plus on August 23rd. Awesome. Nice. Perfect time. I'll be back from vacation. So mm -hmm. I'm on vacation the week before. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, I've got, you know, Gen Con at the beginning, and then I've got Ahsoka there, and then I've got Popcon Indy right after that. So. Boy. So there is all that. So that's exciting. And then this is very exciting. I'm very excited for this, but uh doctor who has announced that we're getting the return of mel properly she did have a little bit of it she had a short appearance in jody's last episode with the yes, she did. the companion uh th you know support group <laughs> i was the doctor's companion and now i don't know what to do with my life support group uh <laughs> but uh mel did not get to interact with any incarnation of the doctor unfortunately in in that episode uh so now mel is properly returning and is going to be running around having adventure with not david Tennant's doctor but number 15 so that is very exciting so because mel is a good companion and obviously you know she's in big finish uh mm -hmm. might need might need to uh do a find a good mel big finish to do before she makes her screen return Ooh, um, that sounds good yep um but yeah she is she is back <laughs> it's gonna be running around with the shooting out was a doctor at uh some point in the series so should be a lot of you know what the first thing i thought was when i saw this news though was like well you know mel ran around with the uh sixth and seventh doctors correct both of which had pretty crazy uh wardrobe choices 
Mm-hmm. And considering some of the pictures we've gotten of some of uh, Shooty's doctor's outfit choices, Mel's going to be like, yeah, this tracks. Yep. You're the doctor. <laughs> You're the doctor and you've got an interesting taste in fashion. Yeah. Yeah. No Been there, done that. Asked. Let's yep. go. <laughs> so. You don't need to tell me twice who you are. Yep. I buy it. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Here, have some carrot juice if you can. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, please let there be a please let there be a carrot juice reference. <laughs> please, Russell T. Davies, if you have any humanity. <laughs> oh, something tells me he'll probably have a knot in there somewhere. Yeah. Be better. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, that's that's exciting. Uh, and hopefully that's also a sign of, you know, what we could possibly be expecting now that RTD is a showrunner again. So, you know, we're getting Mel back. We're all convinced Neil Patrick Harris is playing the Celestial Toymaker. It's like there's a lot of classic references, co- you know, coming into this new, new, uh, this new season and i'm here for it <laughs> same and they they have russell g davies has said this isn't just a cameo she is right in the thick of the action battling monsters and chaos and cliffhangers Ooh. right at the doctor's side just like the old days so cliffhangers so. just mean potentially one on one episode potentially so I'm so excited I'm like is it November yet but at the same time I'm like no I got other stuff I need to watch first I mean the way this year's been going it's gonna be November before we know it that is very very true and Uh also very scary um Mm -hmm. So yeah, but uh, yay! Welcome back, Bonnie. Uh huh. So that is that. So speaking of watching stuff, we got a new episode of Gold Standard in Japan. And bits. happy third anniversary, you guys! Yes. And we also <laughs> celebrated our third anniversary over the weekend. So. Which is some good that came out of the weekend because Inter Milan, um, yeah, I, did not do well Saturday. No. They tried. Uh-oh. That's they, the they, thing. Is like it wasn't like team. they got steamrolled. No, because they gave as good tough. as they got. Because yeah, because yeah. it was the. I mean, the final score was one zero. Right, and eight. You know, uh, Man City had to work for yeah. that one. So, mm-hmm. but they just Man City, they just absolutely exhausted Inter out. So, yeah, I had to leave to go to job number two before the game ended, and yeah. I checked the score, but I went back to rewatch what I had missed, and holy crud! Yeah, but it he, was. Yeah, they re- they reached the in- they reached the in- yeah they reached the <laughs> interval at the half, and. I had to fight because Nick and I were talking in the chat in on a Facebook chat and I had to 
like they reached the interval and I just had to find a gif of just someone like exhaling deeply because <laughs> that's what it felt like I was like mm-hmm. oh I'm exhausted just watching mm-hmm. so oh my goodness no, oh, but uh, you know they didn't win that, but they did win their league championship uh, earlier uh, in the in the in the season, like last month or whatever. So, yeah, it's all good. Yes, and according to Nick, the new season starts in like the fall, so we don't have to wait mm-hmm. very long. No. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. So, gold standard uh, episode seventy-eight, talking about the oh-so-controversial best best picture winner, Crash. Um, which Sean uh, joins us uh, for that. So, good old Sean returning to the gold standard theater. that is good um and then uh looking ahead uh popcon louisville is this coming weekend as we're recording this the the 16th 17th and 18th uh down in louisville kentucky at the louisville expo center not the convention center uh this is the this is the um uh facility over by kentucky kingdom so um just in case people were thinking it's going to be at like that proper louisville convention center no those those are two different things (laughs) so um but i will be there all weekend um we do have a booth uh the booth number is uh 12 13 that should be easy enough to remember just think Capaldi Whitaker. Um uh-huh. <laughs> and to to find us. Uh so um and I plan on being at the booth pretty much the entire time, uh, except for the two panels um that I have uh scheduled. So um the first panel is on Saturday. Um, and it is at two o'clock and you'll have to look at the schedule to see what room it's in. Cause I don't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> um, but, um, the Saturday's, uh, panel is name that geeky tune. Ooh. So, um, it's a, uh, variation on the uh if you remember it in conjunction a couple of years ago i did um name that backwards tune which uh-huh. did okay um I, I think maybe it was a bit maybe too difficult <laughs> and it was also a lot of work for me to create um so this time the songs will not be backwards they will they will be playing in the the proper direction um but that still doesn't mean it's going to be uh you know easy um you know i've I've got 
I got a lot to pick from, and I've I've got some I got some interesting choices that uh, you know, you're gonna have to think about it. Um, but um, yeah, that's at two o'clock on Saturday the seventeenth. Um, if you want to try to become a contestant, because uh, contestants will be pulled from the audience, so you want to get there a little early, uh, so that I can. Uh, make the selection, which will be done at random. Um, I have an interesting idea for how to select the contestants. Uh, oh, cool. and, uh, yeah. <laughs> so once we get our three contest, yeah, once we get our three contestants, then the, then the madness will really ensue. Um, and there there will well, be prizes. Have been warned. <laughs> yes, there there will be prizes for all three contestants, so nobody's going to walk away empty-handed, even if you don't win. Cool. Um, so there is that. Um, and then uh, my other panel is on Sunday at noon, and that is your local library, more than just books. So we're gonna have a fun little panel talking about uh ways that you may not realize your local library can be an asset to you beyond just checking out books so as you know even though the doctor was like you know we're a library books greatest weapons in the world yes they are but uh these days uh libraries have way more than just books <laughs> so um i think that should be a an uh, hopefully a informative uh presentation uh, but other than that i do plan on being at the table uh most of the time i do have a couple autographs i want to get but hopefully those won't be too time consuming um i don't know about photo ops unfortunately the photo op schedule next to my panel schedule is not being very cooperative oh, so really? yeah so professional yeah, the pro photo ops might have to we'll see we'll see um they might be able to make it work so otherwise i will be i will be at the table um where i will have uh i've got some goodies for the kids who stop by um because you know kids always like stuff uh doesn't really matter what it is they just like stuff uh <laughs> so i got little trinkets and little stuff and stickers and that sort of thing for the kiddos um if we you know when they when they stop by um and then for the uh adults um i've got a nice bundle of goodies that we will be raffling off um so i'll raffle tickets uh for you to um acquire if you make a donation to the nonprofit. um and i will have the ability uh, i need to double check but i should have the ability to take uh plastic uh if necessary although cash is always king at any of these events um and then we also have a, a PayPal as well. So if you have PayPal on your smartphone, you could do it that way as well. Um, but everything is donation based. Uh, so you can you can get those raffle tickets. It's a nice bundle full of 
uh, items that have been uh, graciously donated to us from the folks at Cards Against Humanity and Exploding Kittens and Funko. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Funko Games. I should I should specify Funko Games. Um, and then some other, you know, obviously geeky pop culture related stuff that I have acquired um, over the last, I don't know how long I've been preparing for this. <laughs> so, uh, but the, the big stuff is, is the, the stuff that was donated, uh, by those companies, which, yeah, we're oh so grateful for, um, but I think it, I think it's a nice little bundle. I asked Chauncey, and he th he he liked it too. So, um, so yeah, that will that will be available. I've also got um, other stuff that you can if you want to make a donation, but not necessarily want to enter the raffle. I've got um, stuff I've been I've been crafting like crazy, doing essentially upcycling. For lack of a better term uh so i've got quite the collection of different sizes of geeky and pop culture essentially greeting cards for lack of a better term but they're all blank on the inside so you can you can make them you know write whatever you wanted there for whatever occasion but i've been upcycling like a lot of paper goods to to make these uh there's some book box in there too um so, but everything is uh, available via donation to the Fangirls Give Back. So, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully people like what they see and want to uh, want to support us that way and maybe get a little something, something in return. So, um, but I think it'll be a good time. I, th I think it's going to be a really good time. I hope this goes well because... PopCon has already said they've actually signed a multi-year deal with the uh, Expo Center, so this will be happening again for at least the next couple of years. <laughs> so hopefully it goes well, and then of course we've got PopCon Indy uh, at the end of August as well. So, um, so if you're not so lucky in Kentucky, which I did not mean that to rhyme, but... Um, <laughs> If you go to Kentucky and you end up, you know, not uh, not walking away, just know that uh, you will have another opportunity at PopCon Indy because I will be doing this again because Funko and Exploding Kittens and Cards Against Humanity were very generous. So <laughs> I have got enough to do a raffle for this one and in conjunction and PopCon Indy. So. <laughs> so come have fun uh go annoy brandon over at the pop at the uh podcast stage uh i would say go annoy kj but uh you'll be lucky if you catch kj uh sitting down for more than 30 seconds if it's not a bathroom break because she is moderating a lot of the uh celebrity panels <laughs> so oh nice uh, yeah mm -hmm. So if you make it to any of the celebrity panels, odds are you're going to see KJ. So, uh, but Brandon is working the podcast booth or the podcast uh, stage. Um, there's a uh, live podcast will be occurring. Those are also in the schedule on the website. I know 
Uh, Brandon is going to be doing at least one recording, if not a couple, because I know he's scheduled with some of the one of the cosplay guests. Um, I believe he's going to be doing I don't know if he's going to be doing Retro Trivial Pursuit again or if he's got a different game uh, to give away stuff like he did at Indie last year. I know KJ is going to be doing a recording. Uh, the, the team from Established Facts is doing a recording. So it's going to be a lot of familiar faces at this event. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I just have a lot to do. It kind of looks like I don't know. Our houses. I've got piles just everywhere. <laughs> and Chauncey just looked at it and I was like, don't worry. Most of this is going with us to Kentucky, but not coming back. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah. Uh, Got any questions, you know, send us a message or tweet or whatever. Always, you know, check the um, uh, PopCon website for the most up-to-date schedule and that sort of things. And uh, I will try to post as much as I can on our social media. So those that can't make it, yeah, I guess you can live vicariously through me. <laughs> Any hoozles. That's what's on the docket coming up. But first we died to do the feedback. Uh, we got a little bit of feedback from Shalane. She says, one thing I forgot to mention, but also I'm excited for the upcoming Disney Twisted Tales books. There's going to be a Sword in the Stone and an Incredibles one. That's really cool because I think for the most part it's mostly been twisted versions of the princess stories so i really need to read those they're on the list i just haven't mm -hmm. they're, they're they're not they have not moved up the list yet <laughs> there's so much stuff in front of them so but they look they look really cool so and i know shalane really likes them so um says right now they're going to be released outside of the u.s but hopefully they get a u.s release maybe next year that's good because that'll give me time to read all the other ones that are already exist <laughs> Um, she says the next Disney villains book is going to be about Hades. Ooh, that should be fun. That's, that's cool. So, yeah, there's these Disney Twisted Tales. Uh, the author takes uh, the the stories that we know from Disney and is like, what if, you know, Ursula did keep Ariel's voice or whatever? You know, what if Jafar did get his three wish? <laughs> Yeah, that sort of thing. So it's like, at least the villains ones. It's like, what if the villain got what they wanted, essentially? Uh, so they 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 sound really cool. I just I've not been able to fit in reading reading them yet. So, but I will get to them. I promise. Like, <laughs> they are on the list. All right. So moving on. Time to open up IMDb and Wikipedia on your whatever browser you're using, <laughs> device you're using. <laughs> it's time to draw some names out of this hat that looks suspiciously like a bag. 
<laughs> hat in quotations. <laughs> yes. Yep. Exactly. Anything can be made into a hat. Yep. Exactly. That is true. That is true. Although if I turn this upside down and put it on my head, all these slips of paper would fall out. So <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> ah, and as always, they're sticking together. And you'd be picking up those pieces for days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's times like these where I drop stuff all over the floor and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of glad I don't have a dog at the moment because then they would be like, oh, let me eat this thing that's probably not actually edible. Uh -huh. no. And then it's just yep. like, what do you have in your mouth? Get back here. <laughs> don't clench your jaws. Yeah. You can tell. <laughs> Head <Yeah>. on it. <laughs> Been there. Done yep. that. Yep. Yep. So, alrighty. We got our first celebrity. Ooh, this should be fun. <laughs> Ooh. Oh boy. All right. So this American actor. Okay. Is uh, uh does uh a lot of uh acting uh in live action but also voice okay mm -hmm. um although i think at this point most people know that but they may not realize who all he's <laughs> just how prolific he has been <laughs> okay as a voice actor um he was born september 25th Ooh, 1951 in Oakland, California. And has been uh working since the 1970. And I think is doing pretty well for himself started out doing tv before he got his first movie role i don't even hmm. know some i know some of these tv shows that he did the partridge family there's an episode of the partridge family okay general hospital because you know if you're an american you cut your teeth either in bad horror films or soap operas uh-huh um, it's just the way it works in america mm -hmm. i don't know what some of these tv i've never even heard of some of these tv shows <laughs> so one day at a time i've heard of that one uh-huh uh, eight is enough okay okay So, uh, he's got, uh, three kids. He's been married to the same woman uh -huh. since 1978, which is really impressive in Hollywood, <laughs> to be yes, honest yes, with is. you. <laughs> uh -huh. So, uh, he went to Los Angeles City College. Interesting. His dad was a U.S. Navy captain. Hmm. 
I think I might have an idea. So I think I do they too. Mo- they moved around quite a bit. He has so one of seven watched... children. I just watched an interview about that, so I'm pretty sure I know it's Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah. Yes, you're right. <laughs> just a fantastic Joker. <laughs> a fantastic Joker. Yeah, Mark Richard Hamill. Uh, obviously, we all know as mostly most people know him as Luke Skywalker from Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, His but... cameo in what you, what we do in the shadows, freaking hilarious <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is worth the watch uh, um but yeah he he's one of seven children he's got two two brothers and four sisters um and uh yeah his his dad was u.s navy captain so they moved quite a bit <laughs> because of that uh so he he lived uh in williamsburg and um annandale which is also in virginia um then he moved to san diego or he went to junior high um he during his first year of high school in san diego they moved back to virginia where he went back to annandale <laughs> And then his junior year, his father got stationed in Japan. Uh, so he had to move to Japan. <laughs> uh, and eventually making his way back to California, where he went to Los Angeles City College, majoring in drama. So, but yeah, his he cut his teeth on television in shows like The Partridge Family. And night gallery <laughs> mm-hmm. um which is a wannabe twilight zone apparently um general hospital uh I, some of these shows i've like never heard of the texas wheelers okay uh <laughs> some television films uh as a made for tv films one day at a time eight is enough uh but then in 1977 he did this little movie called star wars (laughs) yep you may have heard of it um what's what people may not realize is that we have Freddy Krueger to thank for Mark becoming Luke Skywalker. Because Robert England was at um, he was at the same location where they were doing the Star Wars auditions. He was he was auditioning for something else. Actually, he was auditioning for Apocalypse Now, of all things. Uh, (laughs) Um but he happened to wander across the hall to where auditions were taking place for Star Wars. And he watched for a while and realized that Mark, who was his friend, would be perfect for Luke Skywalker. So he just suggested to Mark that he should he should audition. Um, it turns out that Mark's agent had actually already set up an audition <laughs> for the role. But still, mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger knew 
who like Luke Skywalker is going to be. <laughs> well, before the rest of us. So cool. Uh, but yeah, of course, uh, you know, Star Wars became a huge deal. Um, and um, I think most people know that in between uh episodes four and five that mark was in a pretty bad automobile that uh -huh. accident he fractured his nose and his left cheekbone um so um they were able to use i guess the it, uh, it, they tried to work it in to luke's storyline by get, having him be captured uh while on hoth <laughs> so <laughs> um um but uh yeah you know obviously the, the the three films the og three films um were uh, a big deal and of course star wars was everywhere so they did things like the star wars holiday special um mm -hmm. the cast uh, some of the cast of star wars appeared on the muppet show <laughs> uh-huh uh, both as himself and as luke skywalker <laughs> so, uh -huh. um and he's played himself in a lot of stuff um uh, oh. you know he, he's you know uh obviously um you know anything kind of nerdy ish um mm -hmm. he uh, would make uh, an appearance as himself things like you know uh, the big bang theory yes uh so um which he was actually the one that married sheldon and amy <laughs> so, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. uh so uh I, I, he's he's a he's a really good actor um mm -hmm. so he's he's also appeared uh in some stuff that's not as himself you know he's been in um the the 1990s flash yep. series mm -hmm. uh where he played the trickster yep. uh he's been on sequest uh the outer uh -huh. limits um i haven't gotten to it yet but i know he appears in a couple episodes of criminal minds where he's really uh -huh. really creepy yeah um so i i'm excited to uh when i get to that um obviously he's appeared in the cw flash again as the trickster uh, -huh. uh, -huh. uh a mystery science theater 3000 <laughs> yep he was uh, in a very little known uh movie called the guyver <laughs> and guyver 2 i believe yeah. interesting to say the least yeah um and of course he's let you know his voice has been used in a lot of the you know it, you know extended star wars stuff um mm -hmm. as, as well obviously they they uh, through the power of computers were able to uh recreate you know younger him and use his voice in uh both the mandalorian and book of boba fett yeah uh, so that is that's cool um of course obviously luke skywalker came back for the disney star wars trilogy which is in itself controversial <laughs> for a lot of people <laughs> 
Yep, people, reasons, you name it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. He's also done some voices in Star Wars that aren't Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so he, did, he was the one alien that they were trying to make the connection for, I think, in the last movie. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like I said, he uh, uh, um, has been. Um, married uh to his wife mary lou um since uh 1978 <laughs> so um she's a dental hygienist and according to mark that's why his marriage has lasted as long as it has because she's not an actor <laughs> makes I can, sense i can see that yeah. i think makes complete and total sense yeah oh, but they have three kids nathan griffin and chelsea um and actually uh nathan uh is uh one of the royal guards of naboo in episode one cool. <laughs> um and all three have uh uh, were uh, portrayed resistant soldiers in The Last Jedi. Nice. Very cool when they can make it a family affair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, when he's not uh, doing, uh, you know, live action acting, obviously he's been very, very prolific as a voice actor. Um, and has been doing various versions of the Joker since mm -hmm. the early 90s. Uh, so yep. uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, Batman New Times, you know. <laughs> um yeah, he's done the trickster as well in uh voice version uh lego dc comic superheroes justice league attack of the legion of doom <laughs> that's a long name for mm -hmm. a direct-to-video lego yeah. dc movie mm -hmm. <laughs> so of course the oh so uh infamous batman the killing joke yeah uh, he, mm -hmm. he voiced the 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 joker which the joker in that one is a dick uh-huh i mean the the joker is always kind of a dick but the killing joke is just like uh he joker cranks goes, it up to 11 and then some. he, he breaks the knob. does yeah yeah he does um he's also done uh scooby-doo <laughs> so, of course to be scooby-doo in batman mm -hmm. crossover yeah scooby-doo on zombie island Ooh. uh wow. yeah snake bite scruggs which sounds like a bad guy name if i ever heard one exactly uh, <laughs> scooby-doo in the alien invaders where he played steve uh well 50 50 chance but 
Bad Steve? Good Steve? He voices Scooby-Doo and Jay and Silent Bob strike back. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember Scooby-Doo being in that. And I've seen that movie. But it's been a while. Yeah, Maybe it was just a good one of those quick cameos. Yeah, maybe. Because it's Jay and Silent Bob going to Hollywood to try and stop a movie being made that uses their likenesses. So, yeah, it could be that, like, one of those things. Especially if si Jay and Silent Bob are uh, doing what uh, Jay and Silent Bob do best. Oh. Yeah. Little, little Cheech and Chong moment. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he's been in like a newer version of Scooby Doo called Scooby Doo and Guess Who. Mm. He he's played the trickster, the Joker, and Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's done a lot of. Yeah, not just film, but TV, obviously voice voice acting, sometimes as himself, sometimes as himself. Um, so, Batman the Animated Series. Even some Marvel stuff. He was Zola mm -hmm. in some of the animated ones. The 90s Spider-Man uh, series. He voices the Hobgoblin. Well, he was an episode of The Tick. Uh, so. Oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. That's not far back in memory. Yeah. The animated version, not the not the live action. But <laughs> yeah. The Simpsons. He's played himself. Mm -hmm. um, so Powerpuff Girls. So, yeah, he gets around, but again, you know, with voice acting, it's a, it's a somewhat easier to mm -hmm. be very prolific act because you can kind of record as long as you have the right equipment, the right, you know, whatever, you can record a lot of stuff easily from almost anywhere. I mean, we all saw. Peter Davison turned a closet into you know, a recording booth during the pandemic for Big Finish. So, <laughs> so yeah, and he's still at it, still at it. He's in, he's in the uh, the Netflix Sandman. Plays Mervin Pumpkinhead. <laughs> so. That's pretty cool. And of course, video games as well, because you know, if you're a voice actor, you do a little bit of everything. Again, the Joker in a lot of stuff. He voiced Red Skull in Marvel Superhero Squad, the Infinity Gauntlet, <laughs> which is a video game. So he's also <laughs> Some of my favorite commercials, the Uber Eats with Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh, that's mm. right. And he has to do some stage work too. He did the the Elephant Man. 
playing John Merrick in the early 80s. He played Mozart in Amadeus, in a run of uh, Amadeus in the early 80s. That's pretty cool. Wait, is that the version? Hold on, 82. Broadhurst. Yeah, that run. Yeah, that run started because I looked at this when we did Amadeus on uh, on uh, Gold Standard. Yeah, that that run started in night late night December nineteen eighty at the Broadhurst Theater. That was the Broadway. That was the Broadway premiere because before it just it had been across the pond. Um, and the original cast was Ian McKellen as Salieri, Tim Curry as Mozart, and Jane wow. Seymour as Constance. So, oh, wow. what a lineup! Yeah, it would it would go on and uh, it would run for almost three years it ran from december 1980 to october of 1983 um so yeah um but yeah there's a lot of uh what's the, the number of names there <laughs> who who were in that run so I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Is that the run? Uh, so, yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. Mark Gamble. Um, apparently, he is a lifelong fan of Laurel and Hardy. Uh, apparently in 2016 he called into a radio show uh and to talk for over an hour about his passion for stan and ollie <laughs> i wonder if you could find that audio anywhere <laughs> apparently he kept his boots from the first dollars movie yeah which is apparently his son asked if he could wear them to one of the re-release releases. Uh -huh. and he says that, uh said no, telling him he didn't think the boy would get out alive if fans knew his boots were the originals. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dad's pretty much right on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I can just imagine. No, no, the replicas. <laughs> mm. And obviously, um, uh, you know, Mark has been a huge supporter of the Star Wars fandom. Uh, you know, going to events when he can, going to comic conventions when he can. Obviously, he is a big draw and um, not every convention can accommodate the draw. That, <laughs> that he would bring I mean, what was it that was what early on 
Unfortunately, Chrissy's not here because she's sick. Um, but I think it was early on in our podcast, one of the year, one of the years that Chrissy went to to Salt Lake. Probably back when it was, I think it was still called Salt Lake Comic Con before they had to change the name. And Mark was a guest, but they had to do it over at the basketball arena because of the amount of people. Uh-huh. You guys remember that? Yep. Uh, that was crazy. Um. So, but yeah, he's been a, and he's, you know, he's quite uh, active on Twitter. Um. So, you know, if you need uh, a bit of, uh, uh, you know, a serotonin boost, Mark, some most of the time is a good place to go. Um, although he's a, he's also very vocal about his political beliefs. So, um, you know, be forewarned um, if you don't mm-hmm. like, you know, if you don't like politics in your twitter feed but he's also very very good about interacting with the star wars fans um yes so um apparently he's a fan of the wolverhampton wanderers football club cool Uh, (laughs) well i can remember one tweet of a star wars fan who was a mom she had taken a picture of how her child said each of the names of the characters and he responded back, you know, something with, and then how the, the child pronounced Luke's name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so cute. Yeah. yeah. He has been inducted as a Disney legend. <laughs> nice. Of course. Um, he does have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, so he even has an asteroid named after him. Awesome. One one zero zero two six Hamill. That's pretty cool. Yes. (laughs) That was, um, he got that designation in 2001. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark Camel. He's a good dude. Very good dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, always, always nice to see celebrities who are part of fandoms that sometimes can have very rabid mm-hmm. fan base. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, be able to handle said rabid fan base uh with as uh much grace um that he can uh so yeah they all they all have their own way you know carrie fisher she just threw glitter at you um, right <laughs> what itself 
not necessarily a bad thing i mean you know now you know, unfortunately she's no longer with us but you know the the people that got a chance to meet her the those that uh got glitter bombed can now say for the rest of their life that they got you know glitter bombed by princess leia so mm-hmm. <laughs> not everyone has the the that that distinction so So yeah. Alrighty. Now let's pull a another one. There's so many dudes in here. <laughs> like statistically, odds are we're probably gonna get another dude. Unfortunately. Or a good thing, depending on how you look at it. No, oh, okay. Well, I was right that it was another dude. Let <laughs> 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 me pull up his. Uh, wikipedia page so this actor is a brit okay whose birthday is two days before mine did i know that uh (laughs) not the same year he is quite a bit older than me but his birthday is two days before mine did i know that um and um is uh done quite a interesting mix of <laughs> things throughout his life uh uh you know he's done tv film stage of course uh narrated a documentary series called ambulance <laughs> so um let's see he's got two brothers that are twins that are eight years older than him okay um of course being a brit when you decide you're going to be an actor, mm-hmm. you do a couple uh, certain shows. You do, yeah, you do. Uh, you, you know, again, you cut your teeth on uh, on uh, on certain things. So you trained at the Central School of Speech and Drama. Uh, of course, I... he, he's he's done Shakespeare, Chekhov, mm-hmm. Molière. I may have an idea. A production of Streetcar Named Desire, The Old Vic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, along with all odd jobs, like a uh, job at a supermarket and on building sites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're taking and... the Harrison Ford route, trying to uh-huh. make ends meet. And 
am I correct? Did this actor also happen to star in a early Marvel movie in the most current MCU? Uh, early? Well, what would you call early? <laughs> uh, like phase one or phase two? Yes. Oh, I, with a certain hammer. I, I think I know who too. Yeah. Uh, he he is also in one of our tentpole fandoms. Oh yes. Yes. Um, the ears. <laughs> I have met. Let's just say I have met this person. How about that? Yes. Which is not something I can say usually when we do this. So. No. I have met this man. I have got his autograph and a photo with him. So am I correct in it that it is Christopher Eccleston? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the way you were kind of going around about, I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> I was like, I can't give it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the way you were like, really only... tap dancing with the uh, I was like, how do you tap like... dance around Doctor Who? <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> and the right. MCU. Right. So. Like she's soft shoeing. I kind of had an idea, and then when I did the search, and I can confirm, I'm like, "Yep, that is yep. gotta be him." Yep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's got. Uh, uh, he's from uh, uh, an area of uh, Lancashire, Salford, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Salford, Lancashire, which is in greater manchester um so lots of planets have a north um yes <laughs> yes uh, but yeah at the age of 19 that's when he decided to pursue acting um so yeah he uh made his professional stage debut in a streetcar named desire at age 25 um, but even after graduating college, even with that, he wasn't getting steady enough work to make ends meet. So he was doing odd jobs uh, to try to make a living. So, um, and of course, being a Brit, um, he, uh, one of his early acting uh jobs on uh television was an episode of, of inspector morse <laughs> in 1991 um he um appeared in an episode of the perot series <laughs> based on agatha christie novels um He had a regular role in uh, the series Cracker, which is a crime drama series. Um, but he wanted to leave after a while, so they killed him off. And the killer, Albie, was played by Robert Carlyle. <laughs> mm hmm. Yep. <laughs> Mr. Gold. The doctor was killed by Rumpled Siltskin. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 
He appeared in a uh, low-budget Danny Boyle film called Shallow Grave alongside a guy we have talked about already, Ewan McGregor. um he did the the overlap because again the uk 12 actors um he did uh a drama serial called our friends in the north um in 1996 and the cast included people like Mark Strong and Daniel Gregg. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, he did, uh, he was in the film Elizabeth, which was uh, Kate Blanchett's film where she plays Elizabeth I. Uh, he was in Gone in 60 Seconds. He was in 28 Days Later, which I remember that. Um, so, uh, a lot of independent movies. Um, yeah, a lot of British TV series. This, that, and the other thing. A modern retelling of Othello. So again, Shakespeare. <laughs> uh, but of course, he became really, really well known to not just the UK, but the world over when Doctor Who was rebooted and he was cast as the Ninth Doctor. Mm-hmm. So, which that announcement came on the 2nd of April, 2004. And then, of course, Doctor Who came back to the TV in late March, 2005. He was the first actor to play the role of the Doctor who was born after the series had began. Uh, oh, and wow. of course, yeah. And then, of course, he... Uh, um, left uh, the statement that was released says that he left because he feared of becoming typecast um, but it was later revealed by the BBC that that was actually falsely attributed and released without Eccleston's consent uh-oh yeah he'd actually agreed he'd only intended to do one series um oh, and obviously he's once he regenerated he became david tennant and all hell broke loose for the whovian fandom uh <laughs> <laughs> so um of course off and on chris has been asked about doctor who and didn't necessarily want to talk about it um you know, it, it seemed for the longest time that um, that he had kind of a chip on his shoulder about Doctor Who and the fandom and doing that and everything. Um, although Russell T. Davies uh, uh, mentioned in 2008 that the that 
Chris had only signed for a year because they weren't even sure if the show would continue about after after a single series. Like you're bringing Doctor Who back, and you thought maybe it wouldn't be successful. Right. Of course, we have we have the benefit of hindsight <laughs> right. now, but it's like. Yeah, I think you're okay. The show's almost been, has, has been back for almost 20 years. I think we're okay. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and then there was speculation if he was going to come back for the 50th, which he didn't, but they did use a clip, uh, you know, for the all of the incarnations coming to save Gallifrey, which still made people happy. I was so excited to see him. Um, but now he's started to do, um, the conventions and, um, that's been a, uh, he said a, a healing, uh, relation, uh, a healing experience for him. Um, he said that meeting fans at conventions healed something in him and made him reevaluate his relationship with the series that's sweet so um yeah because he started doing conventions in 2018 and then i met him in 2019 that was the last convention i went to before all hell broke loose in 2020 um and even then you know i knew that he was still fairly new to doing conventions and you can just you could just kind of tell that i think he was overwhelmed that that many people wanted to see him and meet him mm -hmm. um but he was he was very very pleasant very nice it happened to be november 23rd so it was dr who's birthday uh <laughs> it's also michelle gomez's birthday uh <laughs> as well um but uh so it was kind of nice to be able to meet the the first doctor that i ever saw he was my first doctor in introduction to Doctor Who on what was Doctor Who's birthday. So I thought that was that was really cool. And he was really he was really nice. Um, you know, I have I have no complaints whatsoever. And what you know, every uh his table was right next to Dave Batista's. So I could see his interactions, you know, Chris's interactions with the fans while I was waiting in line for Batista. And he was very nice. Yeah, everybody I know that's met him has said that he's he's a very very nice man. You know, a bit on the quiet side. But again, I think that's just getting used. I think the whole thing, you know, if, if you know, I I've never you know been in the situation of like a celebrity, but I've gone to enough to these conventions to know that just going to a fan convention can be overwhelming. If you, you know, if you're new to it, you're just dipping your toe into it, let alone if you're a celebrity and you have hundreds of people coming up to you who just want to say hi and say, hey, I like uh -huh. this thing you did. Could you sign this for me? You know, and then, you know, the photo ops and, and stuff like that. I was like, I, I can't imagine yeah. what it's like. Um. You know, if I ever got to the point of being famous to be on like that side, 
Yeah. I have enough convention experience that at least the overall experience would not be that overwhelming. But, I, you know, I can't imagine being a celebrity and also being new to just conventions in general. So. Mm-hmm. And I uh, do have his biography or the one mm-hmm. that he wrote on my to be red pile. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um and um uh, and I I heard an interview with him on NPR. Um because during dur- there's a certain like time block during the day that my local NPR station does feed uh feeds from the BBC. <laughs> so oh, cool. um like really early in the morning, it's it's the do it's the BBC instead of NPR, um, but I don't do early morning commutes anymore. So uh, it just so happened that I was up and commuting and had that on, and I think it was when Chris's book was getting ready to come out or just came out, and I think he was doing you know press interviews for that, um, and um, if I remember correctly. Like, according to him, his relationship with the BBC is not that very good. Um, There were some bridges burned when he left Doctor Who, uh, Mm -hmm. specifically. Um, But I believe, I don't know if it was exactly at the same time as when he was on Doctor Who or not long after, like his father started to become ill. Um, so he had some, his, and his father, like his father got like really, really sick. And I think maybe eventually he ended up passing away. Um, so Chris was dealing with some like serious, like personal family stuff during that same time period. So I could kind of understand maybe what he probably maybe wasn't in the best mindset. Um, you know, and really we only know what he has said and I, I can't imagine a whole lot of other people from the bbc other than russell t davies you know can say his experience um but obviously things have have been amended um you know because now he's back in big finish as as the ninth doctor so um you know that's good that the they're able to get the you know, the licensing for his incarnation of the doctor uh, for him to be able to do uh big finish, which is really good. So, um, although he said it's not likely he's ever going to return to TV as the doctor anytime soon. Um, but he is going to, you know, he's done some ninth doctor uh box sets and then his doctor is going to appear in the 60th at the B, the big finish 60th anniversary uh eight part craziness that is big finish <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah it's it's unfortunate everything that happened with that but you know it's it is what it is and you just kind of have to yeah 
set that you know aside and be like well that's the past and just kind of move forward yeah it's 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 kind of it's very similar to harrison ford with star wars Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Harrison Ford. You know, we've talked. You know, we we've pulled Harrison Ford's name, so we've talked about this. But yeah, you know, especially so we just talked about Mark Hamill, who has been a staunch supporter of Star Wars the entire time from day one. But Harrison Ford, you know, he wanted Han to get killed off in the first movie. That didn't happen. Yeah, you know, blah blah blah, and he got a bit of a chip on his shoulder when it came to the Star Wars fandom, and really wanted nothing to do with it. But then, as time has progressed, and then they, you know, brought Han back um, for yeah, you know, the Force Awakens. But then they also gave him what he wanted. He had wanted for <laughs> forty years, and finally killed Han off. <laughs> so, um, but uh, but yeah, like. Yeah, so sometimes when you, you know, like I say, we're talking about Mark, sometimes you're part of, you end up part of these fandoms that sometimes have fans that are very intense. And I could see it being a turnoff, you know. Uh, but, uh, but at the same time, there's this, you know, the, especially the Doctor Who fandom. I mean, it's one of my favorites to be part of um with with few you know there's always going to be you know bad apples um Mm -hmm. but for the most part the doctor who fandom is fabulous you know the the fans and the the actors you know everyone that every person i've met that's got a connection to doctor who has been wonderful so i'm i'm glad that chris has come around and is uh finding uh you know happiness and being part of the fandom so keep it up keep it up hoovians keep treating him right yeah <laughs> we don't want him running off again nope let him sh- let's show him that he is very very much appreciated yep uh yeah he's done um you know obviously he tends to do more independent type stuff uh <laughs> for the most part especially when it comes to uh film um although occasionally he has dipped his toe into more mainstream stuff obviously he played claude the invisible man in heroes uh <laughs> if i remember right the first time he popped up in that show the first what he says is fantastic Mm-hmm. Sarcastically, mm-hmm. if I remember right, mm-hmm. maybe laugh. Um, he was in uh, GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra. Yes, I was. A bad <laughs> yeah, guy. I thought he was as a bad guy, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he was a bad guy. Um, he's portrayed John Lennon. Yep. In a BBC production called Lennon Naked. Yes. I remember hearing about it. I haven't watched it, but I remember hearing about it. Yeah. And again, UK, 12 actors. His Yoko yep. Ono? Naiko Mori. Mm-hmm. Play Tosh. In Torchwood. Cyclical. <laughs> again, 12 actors. 
Rock quarry's an actress. You are yes. right. <laughs> Rock quarry's corridors and actors. <laughs> yep. So, um, and then of course he was Malekith in Thor: The Dark World. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, uh, which. If you ask Marvel fans, that that one's ranked fairly low. Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, which uh, apparently he did. He he enjoyed doing it. He didn't enjoy the makeup. Apparently, the makeup uh, understandable. Was, for, yep. Yep. So it's uh, something he and um, I'm having a brain fart. Uh, dip, 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 uh, I can see his face. Uh, something he and Hugo Weaving can commiserate over there. How much time did you spend in the makeup chair as part of the MCU? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, at least with Malekith it was a one and done so you know he didn't have to worry about it again unlike Hugo Weaving where Red Skull needed to come back and he's like nope I'm not doing it <laughs> that makeup is awful <laughs> so um, I've never watched this but I've heard it's, re it's supposed to be really good The Leftovers it's a series on I HBO yeah, I thought that's supposed to be really good too. Yeah. I've caught like one or two episodes and from what I saw it was good, but I just kinda lost track and or it might have been interest at the time or I just wasn't in the right mindset. So I'm going to try to go back and watch it. But from what everybody else that I know that has watched it, they said it is really good. Mm. Um, and then he We're did, uh, uh, yeah. Then he did a, a BBC series called the A Word. Uh -huh. uh, who uh, plays the grandfather? Who well, father? He's got a daughter who's married and has a kid, so his grandson is autistic. Uh, and apparently it's supposed to be really well done as far as portrayal of autism. Mm -hmm. uh, so. Uh, and of course, you know, more Shakespeare. He did the Royal Shakespeare Company's production of Macbeth in 2018. He did King Lear. <laughs> um oh yeah and right uh he's do he's um doing uh dodger which is a series about the artful dodger from oliver twist um Ooh. and he plays fagin which made that news came Perfect out and that, made D, that made dj neck very happy because he just loves the character of fagin <laughs> So, <laughs> um, so yeah, 
Um, but yeah, uh, it was pretty wild. It's available. Um, he was married for a short while. Um, they have two kids, a son named Albert and a daughter named Esme. Esme. Um, he is a supporter of Manchester United. Uh, <laughs> um, apparently he was a regular marathon runner until the year 2000. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, Pendleton College, which is in Salford, named its 260 seat auditorium, the Eccleston Theater. Um, he has been a, uh, charity ambassador for MenCap, the Royal MenCap Society, which is a charity by, uh, that works with people with learning disabilities. Um, he's a supporter of the British Red Cross, and he also supports research for Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia, because his father had vascular dementia um, from 1990. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, his father was ill by the... He was well into his, his disease when Chris got the gig on Doctor Who. Um, because his father, I think, was diagnosed in the late 90s and then died in 2012. Um so and chris himself has in his autobiography once you read it uh we'll find out that he has had uh mental health issues for uh quite a long time including eating disorders and depression um so yeah but the, i mean it's it's good that he's still with us that uh even though he had has had moments of you know <laughs> Considering not being around anymore, uh, uh -huh. to to put it mildly, um, that uh, you know that uh, he uh, did not go through with it, so that he is he's still with us, and it's good that he's being you know open about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, which is which is good. You know, he's uh, being being open about these things only makes it less stigmatized and makes it seem more you know quote-unquote normal um so those that may be suffering and feel like they're all alone can realize that they're not so i myself suffer from depression and anxiety i've been on medication for several years now at this point so um good for you chris for being open about those things so but yeah he's uh you know he's not as prolific um as you know some of the other people that we've talked about um but there's nothing nothing wrong with that um you know, he's, he's still doing um, films uh, and television. Um, 
he is uh, his next film to be released. It looks like because it's in post production. It's called Young Woman and the Sea. Uh, it's being produced uh, by Walt Disney Pictures and Jerry Bruckheimer Films, <laughs> uh, and stars Daisy Ridley, and is a biographical film about Gertrude. Edrell, who was a com American competitive swimmer and Olympic champion. Champion. That's cool. And she was the first woman to swim swim across the English Channel. It's cool. Apparently, he's playing Jabez Wolf, who. Uh, attempted to swim the English Channel 21 times <laughs> between 1906 and 1914. <laughs> <laughs> it, never, it never actually did, though. Closest attempt was in 1908, which failed by yards. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> so... That's interesting. Uh, apparently, that's going to be released on Disney Plus. When cool. I do not know. So, but they wrapped last June. So soon, maybe ish. Uh, that'd be interesting, though. I love biographical stuff. Uh, <laughs> Um, TV as well. Um, is most let's see current. Currently, he is filming a role in season four of True Detective. Which is um, an anthology crime drama. The first season had Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. So, but the cast changes every season because it's a different story because it's an anthology. So that's cool. And then, of course, Big Finish. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a big finish, so mm -hmm. um, so yeah. If you if you want to hear him, uh, while you're waiting for that other stuff to to come out, there is big finish to listen to. So because there are one to what. At the moment, there are what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Ninth Doctor Adventures available via Big Finish, um, and then of course the big sixtieth mm -hmm. anniversary uh, is going to be released in um, individual pieces, but there are eight eight in total, so. Stay tuned to the big finish. Uh-huh. Or because I believe those are 
supposed to start releasing soon. Mm -hmm. I think. I think I saw that somewhere. I want to say it's the seventh Doctor one that's getting released first. Don't trust my memory, though. I am like Dory, <laughs> and I have got a memory to match. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, no. It was an art. That's what it was. It was an art, cover art release. That's what it was. The seventh doctor audio is the third. It's going to be the third part. So it still should be soon, though, because it's due to be released in July. <laughs> so. <laughs> Interesting. Apparently, this special edition CD is sold out. <laughs> oh it's already yeah no it's already uh doctor who once in future past lives that's a fourth doctor um that has been released it got released in may <laughs> so man i am behind <laughs> Mm hmm with sadie um miller mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then the next one is uh the artist at the end of time with uh the fifth doctor and jenny yes I think that's really hilarious that father and daughter are <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's the one where Colin Baker is the curator. Plays the curator. So is he the curator or is he the sixth doctor? So, but that's the okay. next one. That's the next one to be released. And then the seventh doctor will be after that. And then um we don't know anything about the uh we don't have descriptions for the next ones. <laughs> so and which doctors are which yet. So but that's cool. Any hustles. Yeah. Thank goodness for big finish. Yes. Mm -hmm. For keeping these doctors going. So. All right. I think that's a good couple of guys to. I think so. Talk about about so yes i love the fact that i could say i've met one of these uh, <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully one day you will too so and who knows hopefully one day you might be able to meet the other guy that you haven't met out of the two that we talked about yeah <laughs> never say never yeah uh, I mean, I don't go out of my way necessarily to meet Star Wars people. I mean, I like I like Star Wars and definitely the the new stuff like the Mandal like I said, the Mandalorian has right. really converted me. Um, BTW, Emily Swallow, the armor gonna be at uh -huh. Louisville this weekend. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the way. Yeah, and speaking of the MCU. 
Ross Marquand, who's Hugo Weaving's replacement yep. <laughs> at Red School, also going to be at PopCon Louisville this weekend. So, um, so yeah, uh, yeah. I don't necessarily go out of my way to meet the Star Wars folks, but uh, but Mark is. I mean, obviously, he's Luke Skywalker at the end of the day but he's he's so much more than that so yeah i would i would not mind meeting mark you know just for the the sake of meeting mark hamill not because i'm necessarily a huge star wars fan but just be like he's a cool dude so and i can you know safely say that christopher eccleston pretty cool dude so got that going so any other thoughts or comments about uh either of these guys nope. all right well if any of our listeners have thoughts about mark hamill or christopher eccleston if if you've met either and want to tell us about your experience um, you can send us a feedback just like shalane did it's the easiest way to do that is send us an email fivishfangirls at gmail.com or you can go to our website which is the fiveishfangirls.com just in case you forget it's also listed there or you can send us a message via other avenues you know facebook twitter instagram take your pick uh we're on all of those um i would especially especially recommend that you're following us on the instagrams and the twitters this weekend so just saying uh who knows what's gonna happen at popcon um and of course, also on our website are links to the Goodreads book club, speaking of Doctor Who, uh, and possibly Big Finish, depends on what wins the vote each month. Um, so you can join us there in our monthly Doctor Who book or Big Finish discussion. Yes. Um and uh if you would like to financially support us you can uh do that a number of ways to become a regular supporter on patreon which you're very very grateful for those that uh are our patrons on the reg um is that what the kids are saying these days i have no idea uh <laughs> uh you can also do a one-time donation uh through ko-fi um of course all of all of those are, are merchandise on redbubble um all of that goes to support the podcast um but if you would like to support the nonprofit fangirls give back there's also uh information on that section of the website as well like our uh paypal uh, so if you would like to support the nonprofit and our initiatives like the panels that I am doing this weekend and upcoming at other events, um, that uh, really, really helps us. So, um, and again, don't forget about 
Popcorn Louisville this weekend, booth 1213. Name that geeky tune on Saturday at 2 p.m. And your local library, more than just books, on Sunday at noon. Plus the raffle, plus all the goodies, plus all the tangents and the squee. It's going to be a good time. I look forward to seeing all the peoples. I miss your faces. Um, and it should be a good time. So, and I will have a full recap next week. <laughs> Yay! Assuming I don't come down with Concred and lose my voice. Fingers crossed. Stay hydrated. Crossed. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Yes, I've got I've got a big old water bottle. I have liquid IV for Good. extra hydration. And a big old bottle of hand sanitizer I always keep at the table. So perfect. <laughs> but then, yeah. Yep. If anybody wants some hand sanitizer, please just ask. I'm more than happy to share. It's a big bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just make sure you don't have any paper cuts. Yes. That is true. So all right. Well, until then, we shall sign off for this week. This is Brittany Bellows saying goodnight. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. So much to do. So much to do. So much to do. Where's my glue stick? <laughs> <laughs>